Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song Bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 76 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host, Jesse Taylor, and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. The Eagles are set to take on the Bucks this weekend in Tampa, Sunday at one o'clock for the wild card round of the playoffs. And Jess, it's the GOAT, Tom Brady against the youngest quarterback in Eagles history to start a playoff game. That's it blows my mind every time I am reminded that Jalen Hurts is only 23 years old. Yeah, I know. Because, well, I think I'm also at that point, too, where, I, like, I'm 26 now, but I feel like I'm 23 or 22, you know? So, like, I'm used to being like, oh, these guys are older. And now I'm getting to the point where there are, like, athletes that are actually, like, taking over and becoming franchise pieces. And you're just like, wait, they're younger than me? Like, I feel like they should still be older than me. Like when you're sitting watching Tyrese Maxey play and someone's like, it's his 21st birthday. You're like, what? Excuse me? And even then I still feel like, oh, like I'm 22, 23. It's right behind me. No, it's it's just reality check every time. But it is, it's, it's kind of wild at this point. And, and it just, but also not only just that as we're complaining about being 26, but (laughs) it's the fact that he does not come across as a 23-year-old. We've dealt yeah. with 23-year-old men, man children in our <laughs> life. Like, you, you know what a 23-year-old dude looks like? My brother. My brother will be 23 in a month. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Andrew doesn't have the same composure as uh, Jalen Hurts, I'll tell you no. that. No, <laughs> that is a typical 23-year-old. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, just the the composure and the... Everything about his demeanor, you you can't believe that he's 23 years old, which is also, I think, part of the reason why I know Philly is such like a win now, what have you done for me lately kind of city. But I think that's another reason why people get so hung up on like being so hard on Jalen Hurts sometimes because it's so hard to remember that he is 23 years old. I agree because his whole, like we've talked about all season, he's just such a great leader and his composure on and off the field. And like the fact that these grown men like Jason Kelsey and other like veterans have just kind of gone with him and followed his lead, that really goes and it's a testament to what kind of player and person he is, you know? Right. So how do you think that, you know, and then you've got Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback of all time, be probably one of, I mean, do we say the greatest football player of all time? Is he the greatest football player of all time? I think you could say that for the fact that it's not, when you say football player, you're not saying greatest athlete of all time. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's But when you say greatest football player of all time, yeah, because think about it. I heard an argument on um, 
this like Skip and Shannon talking about it today on Fox Sports, and they were saying, or maybe it was yesterday, but like with Cooper Cup not being in the MVP mentions, really, like the top three, it's just sad. But you think about it, and if you went to the Rams and you were like, you have to sit Stafford or Cooper Cup this week, who would they choose? They would choose their top receiver because the quarterback position just means that much. So I think Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time makes him the greatest football player of all time. Cause the quarterback really is just that big of a key piece to a team. You yeah. know, I would never say Tom Brady is the greatest athlete of all time. No, 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 no. And that's the thing. That's where it differentiates like greatest at his sport. Yes. Like, like that's the thing is like, you have the people that are argue and be like, Oh, like blah, blah, blah. I don't even know who's the greatest athlete of all time. Cause there's so many freak athletes that have been in the NFL, but Michael Phelps is, uh, he, he would be my opinion for the well, greatest yeah. athlete of all time. In and all sports. Yeah. Are like the two were that like greatest athlete of all time, but Tom Brady is okay. Yes. Yeah, so greatest football player of all time. And this like young guy from Alabama and Oklahoma that's out here just like turning this Eagles team around when this time last year, we were all like on suicide watch because of <laughs> where the Eagles were. So yeah, well, like that's the thing is Jalen Hurts. I think he's way wise beyond his years mm-hmm. and it's awesome. And you like to see it, but he's not as wise as Tom Brady. I think it's as simple as that, you know? So it's like, yeah, you love this. You love that. He's going to get some playoff experience under his belt, but obviously it doesn't compare to Tom Brady. Sure. So what what do you see happening in this game? So, okay, let's roll roll through it. Yeah, we have, <laughs> just and just get through it. So, the Tampa Bay offense has they are hurt and yeah. Antonio Brown lists. Um which so, plays big for us. That is our key this week. Yep. So, Chris Godwin obviously tore his ACL. Mike Evans had that hamstring issue. He was a full participant in practice yesterday, but I feel like he always has hamstring issues. Like something's always bothering him. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And then Ronald Jones didn't practice yesterday with an ankle injury. So, but you know, they have Tom Brady. So that is what yeah, it is. Yeah, he's done a lot more with a lot less. And the Eagles really get everybody back. Miles Sanders is back. Jordan Howard was not on the injury report at all. The Eagles are really at their full strength offensively. The extra week was good for Jalen Hurts' ankle. And then on the Eagles' defense, everybody there is good to go other than Josh Sweat. He is questionable for Sunday, but there were also a lot of players. Like, the Bucs have a lot of players that were limited in practice yesterday. Like, Shaq Barrett was limited in practice yesterday. Jason Pierre-Paul was limited yesterday. Like, a lot of guys on their defense here and there are, you know, struggling with injuries. And the Eagles, for – what by whatever miracle are like pretty healthy. Yeah. I know. Luckily knock on wood right now though, Jess, please. Thank you. Okay. But um, they do Barrett Pierre Paul. Obviously that was one of the problems with, um, with the Tampa rushing defense falling off really, because if you think about it, when we played them in October is the middle of October. Mm-hmm. When we played them that Thursday night, we were going up against the number one rushing defense. And then now I think they're like 13, what? And not running the ball. Yeah, exactly. And not running the ball. Exactly. But um, yeah, so we went all up against the number one rushing defense. And now I think they're like 13th ranked because they just had so many injuries that plagued them after that week. So this week is really the first time they get a lot of those players back, like Jason Pierre-Paul and Barrett and Sue. Like, you know what I mean? They get a lot back. So um, that's kind of worrisome, but also hopefully it's 
they are not fitting right together or meshing together again just for the fact that it's been so long. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But going into this game. Yes. There's what just a it? lot. I feel like there's so many aspects coming from all different sides. But with Miles Sanders back, Hurts having the extra rest, like you said, and then Jordan Howard on top of the weather predictions for this game, I think it's pretty obvious the run is going to have to be executed as well as we've seen it run this second half of the year. Mm-hmm. That's obviously going to be the biggest part. Oh, yeah, I think we – did we even mention the weather? The weather, 20 to 30 mile-per-hour winds, 90% chance of rain throughout the entire game in Tampa on Sunday. So with all of that, obviously run's going to have to be pretty, pretty – um, heavily executed this week. Um, it does cause a little worry just because of this rushing defense with them getting everybody back. And when they did have everybody healthy and coming back, they were the number one rushing defense. Sure. And it also kind of makes me nervous in the fact that um, Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, they know the weather predictions. So not only do they know that the Eagles have had so much success with the run, they know they're really going to have to lean on it this week. So I think that makes me nervous just for how well they're going to be able to prep against what? it. But then there's the opposite angle, though. There's the opposite angle of they know that. They also know that their offensive attack does not play well into that. True. Ours does, and they know how what they need to do to try to prepare for that defensively. But offensively, if they've got banged up running backs and your offense is we have the greatest quarterback of all time. If that's your offensive game plan, which, you know, it'd be stupid not to be more specific than that, but ultimately your offense relies on, we have Tom Brady, you know, that, that plays into it as well. I did. I love the way that you just said that because I didn't even think about comparing that in the fact that this plays, the weather actually plays right into the Eagles and helps them in their advantage because it kind of takes out that passing game. Like we said, granted it's Tom Brady. He'll make something happen, but he's not going to be the Tom Brady we're used to. So it kind of really utilizes Jalen Hurts strength. But I was going to say, I also think the aggressiveness of the Tampa defense might make them struggle against Hurts. They haven't had too much success around uh, against scrambling quarterbacks this year. So I think that also plays into us. Um, the Saints defense was able to completely shut down this offense. So I think the Eagles hopefully really studied that film and kind of took a thing or or thing or two from them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think the Eagles do have a good shot to upset Tampa in this game. Obviously, I mean, like we already said, Tom Brady always makes you nervous and you never think of it as a shoe-in, which mm-hmm. I think might be good for the Eagles just because they also have had a problem with starting so slow all season. So I think because they know it's Tom Brady and they can't really, really can't sleep on this team and it's playoffs, I think it might maybe give them a jolt, and I hope it does. But that's one thing. They really have to start strong and maintain it all game because that's what we saw in the first game against um, Tampa in October. They had their notorious really, really bad first half and then came back out and only lost by six to Tom Brady on Thursday Night Football because of that second half. So I think they do have a chance. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be optimistic with my pick and my score, but a lot of things need to go right and they need to play like how we're expecting them to play. Sure. So before I give my score prediction, I want to hear what your thoughts are. So I think you're dead on in everything you said. And I think the most important piece of that is you're absolutely right. They started off slow, had such a crappy first half against Tampa the first time. 
And the thing that changed in the second half was they decided to run the ball. Yes. At that point, it was too late. So the run game is absolutely the key to this. The Eagles run game and their ability to execute on the run game. And I don't know if you remember back in October, the week leading up to this game and right after the game, when asked why they didn't run the ball, Nick Sirianni's response was, well, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best run defense in the NFL. Yes, because then we were mad because we were like, then you didn't try to run until the second half. You giant wuss. Like, Yeah, if you tried to do it in the first half and saw the success, you could have carried it throughout the whole game. I completely forgot about that. I said, and I I don't regret saying this at all because I still (laughs) agree with that sentence in itself. And the fact that he said, oh, we didn't run the ball because they are the best run defense in the NFL. And they straight up didn't run the ball. And that was their game plan. And like they played so scared. That, in my opinion, was an immediately fireable offense. Like, yeah, I forgot I, all about that. That is such a great point. If they would have come out and said, we have fired Nick Sirianni because he, this is because of XYZ, I would have been like, yes. Because that is the biggest wuss move of anything in the entire world. That was so horrible. And he was scared to run the ball because they had a good run defense. That is disgusting. Like, that made me so mad. I agree. But maybe, hopefully, since things have turned around, maybe he'll take that and look back at it and be embarrassed. And be like, you know what? We're coming out of the gate swinging. Exactly. He is a new coach today. They are a new team. That was one of those. We hoped that would be the one that really flipped it for him, that second half against Tampa. It it wasn't, but, you know, it, it. we got there eventually. So they're a new team. When they got to be able to play the Saints, the Saints were the number two run defense in the NFL. And we talked about it that week. I was like, I swear to God, if that happens again, I'm going to lose <laughs> my entire mind. They absolutely abused the Saints at the line of scrimmage and dominated that game on the ground. They gained their confidence for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, I understand that there that Tampa has a good run defense. Obviously, Vita Vea is an enormous human and he just got paid an enormous <laughs> amount of money. But they're giving up over five yards per carry when running backs bounce to the outside, avoiding Vita Vea. So if you have a running back like Miles Sanders, who is agile and quick who can just dip and dodge some of these guys, or I don't know, Jalen Hurts, You, it's a different ball game. So defensively, they're going to have to go after Brady, dare I yeah. say, try to keep the rest in front of them and play that, you know, 10 yards off almost to try to not, not get beat huge. But, you know, he's going to hit the little passes, get the ball out quick. You know, I, I get that. It is what it is. They need to do something to try to rattle him a little bit. Like, Make him at least a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't let him just, you know, have this be a, a walk in the park. Um, their pass rush just isn't isn't what it should be, should have been this season. It's not deadly enough to totally throw a guy like Tom Brady, of all people, off his game. But they need to be able to win at the line of scrimmage here and there to just unsettle him slightly. But Which you would like to think, you're exactly right, and just real quick, I would – So you would like to think the veterans that we have on that line of scrimmage that this is kind of going to bring out their beast and the underdog mentality that we've seen, we saw in the 2018 run, you know what I mean? So hopefully it really gets them just high gear. Yeah. So I, I really do think that 
I, I mean, I think they have as good a shot as anybody. Of mm-hmm. course, it's Tom Brady. I think you have an amazing point that maybe this will be the the opponent that that they have to take the most serious, and that will be the best thing for them going into this game and and starting off as sharp as they can. Um, I I you know I think it, it's going to be close. I do think they could eke out a win. Like I don't think it's impossible. Anybody speaking like this is some sort of impossible. Now Ben Roethlisberger coming out and saying we're going to get our we're going to get our butt kicked. Let's go have fun. Yeah, yeah. Them beating the Kansas City Chiefs is pretty impossible. Yeah, right? like if that if that happens, like good lord, that's gonna <laughs> that's going to set the entire NFL on fire. Yeah, but, you know it's this is not that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a beatable team. I understand it's Tom Brady, but the Eagles also. They they've got a little 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 something. So I think it'll be close. I think it might come down to a, a a Jake Elliott field goal or something here and there. I think the Eagles could could eke this one out 24-21 in a in a rainy day in, in Tampa. I like it. So I think that it's very they're beatable for sure. And I think the matchup really because of the weather too, because of how beat up Tampa is, I think it really does play in the Eagles' favor. Mm-hmm. And if they come out like how we all hope and think that they will come out I mean you would like to think that they're going to come out on top or like come out prepared at least I should say going into this game that they're going to be the big dogs so I do think it could be close 21 to 20 Eagles oh good so I'm just going to have a full-fledged panic attack on Sunday is what we're what we're talking about oh yeah it's no I think it's definitely going to be close for sure and it's going to be a panic a panic from from the beginning, especially you, if the Eagles start off slow. My biggest like pregnancy symptom is heightened anxiety. This is going to kill me. This might kill me. It literally might kill me, actually. Oh, Sunday might kill me. Oh, God. All right. Before we wrap up, around the NFL, I mean, there's some good matchups happening. There week. are some good matchups. What is your upset for this weekend? Who would your, if you had to pick an upset, who is your upset for the weekend? Oh. Wild card weekend. So I really, I have a few of them. I really think that obviously we think the Eagles are the upset or uh, an upset. Sure. Um, I really like the 49ers over Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think that's very possible. But then I also kind of like the Pats over Buffalo. Yeah, see, I just, I can't bring myself to say that out loud. It's really I, and they're kind of in the same boat for me now. I mean, obviously, since I think since the Pats aren't big and scary anymore without Tom, I, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, they are what they are. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on the, the 49ers over the Cowboys, though. I, I like I know that sounds so biased coming from us, but like I really do think that's a hard game for Dallas. It is. I think that's I agree. A more difficult. Like it's a it's a difficult, more difficult, nitty-gritty matchup between the Cowboys and the 49ers than it almost is for the Eagles against the Bucks because no I agree. are gonna are gonna win. It's not this like nitty-gritty dogfight. It's like you know, who, who's going to come out on top. I think it's going to be like a, a game between the Niners and the Cowboys. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think that matchup, if I was a Dallas fan, would make me more nervous than the Eagles-Tampa in a way. Just because yeah. if the Eagles don't win, hey, we did great. We have no expectations. You know what I mean? We played Tom Brady. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? But if we do win, which is possible, then it's, hey, yeah, that matchup worked out. But Dallas is where we were supposed to be this season, right? Like we're exactly, you know, who is Jalen hurts? What is this team going to be not supposed to be in playoffs? 
Dallas was supposed to win the division. Congratulations. You did what you were supposed to do. You know, we talked about this last week. You paid the quarterback. You're paying the running back 90 mil. You're paying the offensive line a ridiculous amount of money. You've got these three Your defense stepped up. Your defense stepped up. Like, you're where you're supposed to be. Now go out and finish the job for once, right? Like, the pressure's on Dallas. And I think that's yeah. why it feels different. It's because the 49ers, same thing. It's like, yeah, a guy who had thumb surgery a couple of weeks ago is out there who, you know, they said he wasn't going to be the starter, but Trey Lance wasn't, you know, didn't play well when Jimmy G wasn't in there. So, you know, again, they weren't really supposed to be there either kind of deal. So the pressure is way more on the Cowboys to win this game. I agree. And I like when there's, and I like the fact that Jimmy G is coming out with something to play for, because if they do, if the 49ers do decide to go with Trey Lance for the future, then Jimmy G, he's got to see this as an audition. It's either play super well and take over and remain in front of Trey Lance or your audition tape for the other teams. I don't know how many are looking for a quarterback off the top of my head. Other 15 teams that are looking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Jimmy G has the potential to come out with a vengeance, not a vengeance, but with high hopes. And yeah, so we'll see. I, I like that game a lot. And then... Obviously, some other good games. Cincy and Vegas will be a good game. The Pats and Buffalo will be a good game, like I said. I still think the Pats could take that one. Kansas City and Pitt's just going to be a crap show. That'll be like more of the your like light watch. Like You know how you like something fun to watch before bed? Just yeah. like lighthearted. That's going to be that game. <laughs> and then I think Arizona and the Rams is going to be a great game as well. Think I think Arizona's going to – Huh? You think Arizona gets back on track? You think they? I do think Arizona gets back on track, and I. But it's also a good game for Matthew Stafford. It's his chance to really show if he is in the talks of how good some people think he is. Because it's really that talk where it's like Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback that was just stuck in Detroit for all those years. Yeah, and so now he's really playing to prove that. Like, is he actually really good and in the competition of being one of the best, or is he just? That Detroit Lions, good quarterback, but he's not great. Let me ask you this. So we just talked about how, as a team, the Cowboys are probably in 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 the playoffs, right? I think the Cowboys might be the team with the most pressure on, on where they should be, right? Like the most, like, you know, y- you were supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite. Let's see you do yeah. it. There's a lot of pressure I, on the Cowboys. Is there one player in the playoffs with more pressure on them than Matthew Stafford? Um, I mean, it's tough. Cause like the people I just said, you know, like Matthew Stafford, he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got a lot to prove. Um, but like who else, but nobody else has that. No other singular player has that kind of pressure on them. I Every mean, it, I guess it depends who you're talking to though, like, because I mean, Skip did say this morning, he thinks Dak has a lot of pressure on him because, but I think, but I think the Cowboys as a whole have a lot of pressure on them there. Because yeah, Dak has not been underperforming in some of their skits, and he also kind of gets a pass with how um, the injuries he's had with his receivers all year long, and you know what I mean. Like they weren't yeah. the like I don't think there's one player True. on the Cowboys that has all this immense pressure. I think them as a team, like I, they, okay. Collectively yeah. are under this microscope, but I, I agree. Okay, I like that. Matthew Stafford has the weight of the world 
on him right now. Yeah, on- you might be right because just looking at it in front, um, do you think, I mean, obviously he's not playing this week. Maybe Aaron Rodgers would have a lot of pressure on him? No, because he's solidified himself as one of the best. Yeah, like, you know, he's good. If his team like, didn't do it, then it's looking not him. For a quarterback and he walks away from Green Bay, there's going to be a line of people willing to bring him over at whatever age he is. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, you're right. Yeah, it has to be Matthew Stafford. Just looking through it, you're right. Now, let me ask you this. This last question. Who is your AFC favorite? Because the NFC, it's all, you know, competitive because of the Eagles. You know, we hate the Cowboys, blah, 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 blah. Say the Eagles don't win. I'm I'm always game to pull for the AFC team because screw the rest of the NFC. (laughs) Fair, fair. Who is your your AFC team you're pulling for if the Eagles can't go? So – I don't like the Titans. I told you this earlier. I just think the Titans, even though they're the number one seed in the AFC right now, like it's just gross. Like I don't think that they sound like they should be the Super Bowl winner. It's it's gross. It's Titans. So, but um, I really, I do love Kansas City. I just really love Pat Mahomes. I really obviously love Andy Reid. So I think I'm a little biased in that. Sure. So I think it'd be cool to see them go for a third year in a row and win two out of three. You know, I do love Kansas City. But with that being said, I think it would be really cool to see Joe Burrow do something. Yeah. Just because I, I like Joe Burrow as well. Yeah. If if the I don't Eagles think he has a team go, for it, I'm I'm all if the Eagles go down, I'm all in for the Bills or the Bengals. Like one of them to make a run. I'm all in. I think I think the Bills would be cool just because I like their fans. Yeah, I like the like I like the Bills as a as an organization. So Yeah. Yeah, they they're overall they're pretty chill. I wouldn't be mad if they won, but I think Joe Burrow, I would I like him more than anybody I like on the Bills. You know, I think they're more likable to me just because of Joe Burrow. And it was really that video where he's just dancing with the cigar in his mouth. And I was like, that's my kind of vibe. I like it. He knows to, he knows how to have fun. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He knows how to have fun. Good dude. Good dude. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our, our episode for the day, episode 76 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're following everywhere. Subscribe. Subscribe. Wow. Subscribed? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Subscribe. We will talk to you next week, regardless of what happens, but we're hoping, cheering for a bird's win. We will talk to you then.